Welcome to Zion Church. Whether you are part of our church family or a friend who is tuning in for the first time, may the peace of the Lord Jesus be with you today. Hey, Happy New Year. I know it is January 14th, but it is my first time back preaching online. Um, It is good to be back. I'm excited to be teaching God's message today. After being out for our Christmas break as a church, and I pray you had a wonderful holiday season. We we started a new series to kick off the year titled Predecided, because so many of us are wanting for this year to be different. We're wanting it to be a life-changing year, a successful year, a year of change, a year of breakthrough, a year of freedom. But the truth is, so many of us, I mean, it's sad to say it, but so many of us will fall back to the same old habits. But my prayer for you today, church, is that this year wouldn't just be another year. I pray that it would be the year, the year where we yield ourselves completely to the Lordship of Jesus and that we see his will be done in our lives. The year where we see freedom from certain things, the year that we bury the old self for the new creation in Christ Jesus. So the question is how do we do that? Well, that's why we are in this series. I believe that as followers of Jesus, we are called to live a life that is predecided. We don't just react to things. We respond. And today I want to talk about the subject of temptation. Because if there's one thing that hinders us from true freedom, from being, from finding that freedom that, that, that feels incredible, the freedom that allows us to pursue the purpose of God is the things that we give ourselves to. So today I want to teach on the subject, three keys to overcoming temptation. Before I do, I want to pray. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for this message. I I believe that today's message is going to change us. Lord, we thank you so much. We love you. We praise you. We thank you for this new year. God, we are praying that this year would be the year. God, I pray for those that are listening today. Maybe they are feeling discouraged or maybe they're full of hope. God, would you be with us? Would you speak to us? Would you encourage us? Would you confront us? Would you show us the things that we cannot see so that we would become more like you? And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So I don't know about you, but I don't know anyone that plans to be unhealthy and battle with health problems 
throughout their lives. I don't know anyone that plans or looks forward to bankruptcy or to be hooked on pornography or to wreck their marriage and do something irresponsible and to lie and lie more and eventually lose their entire family and lose the trust of their children. Nobody plans that. And here's the thing that I'm realizing more and more. No one ever plans to wreck their life. But the problem is that you also don't plan not to. And hence why we are in this series and why it's so important as believers of Jesus to live a life that is predecided. So I want to review a little bit about what we talked about last week. And I want to say I, I'm so grateful for our church family. I'm, I'm grateful for Elder Stephen that, um, you know, preached last week and kicked this off. And we talked about the power of our decisions because for, for the most part, I want you to hear me out. For the most part, the quality of your decisions determines the quality of your life. We have to come to the understanding that we make our decisions and eventually our decisions make us. And the reality is that the key to overcoming temptation is not so much about being great decision makers. And I think that we fall on in, in this trap that we think that, man, I, I just have to make better choices. No, it's about the power of predeciding. In other words, that when I'm faced with X situation, I have predecided to do X action. You know, I predecided a long time ago that I'm going to be ready. I predecided a long time ago that I'm going to be consistent, that I am devoted. I predecided a long time ago that I am generous, that I am faithful, that I am a finisher of things, that I am a person of my word. Predecided means that our decisions won't be based on what feels good at the moment, but on who we want to be for the rest of our lives. And this is why I encourage every listener to have life values. If you don't have values, if you haven't written them down, I want to encourage you that you start doing that. Do that today. Take a moment take, have a family meeting, have a meeting with your spouse, or if you're single, uh, meet with trusted confidants and mentors and find out what you value. Because when your values are clear, decisions are easier. You know, we wonder, man, how did I give into that temptation? And now we're regretting it. And then we wonder why and how we got ourselves into that mess. Well, here's a harsh and simple truth. We weren't ready. We weren't ready for that temptation. The Apostle Paul tells us in 
1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, be on guard. I love that phrase. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Be on guard. In other words, someone that is on guard, they're ready for an attack. They're, they're, they have taken the posture of, of um, defense they're, because they're understanding that there is someone that is coming against them. Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 26, verse 41, he said, watch and pray so that you will not fall into what temptation? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Those, this is one of those verses that you, you have to keep in your arsenal, family of God. That the truth is, the harsh reality is that our spirit is willing, but our flesh is weak. I, I know some of y'all, y'all might think that you are strong that nothing can break you, but we all have a weakness. We all have a breaking point. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And that's why Jesus encouraged us to watch and pray. Man, how do, how do we stay watchful? We pray. I want to I encourage someone today. You want to you wanna become better at your decisions or better at uh, withstanding temptation, get better at praying, get consistent at praying. So why prepare? Why be ready? Why be on guard? Why watch and pray? There's two big reasons why. Number one is the devil is coming for you. Very simple truth. The reason why it's important for us to be watchful why we should be ready, why should we why we should be prepared is because there is an enemy called Satan, the devil, who is coming after you and I. The apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, I wrote to you so that Satan would not outsmart us, for we are familiar with his evil schemes. The devil's coming for you, church, friend. The devil is coming for you. And he's not coming to make your life miserable to, or to set booby traps or to deflate your tire. No, he is there to destroy and to kill you. He wants to kill everything that reflects the image of God in your life. And that's why the Apostle Paul says that we have to be ready. We have to outsmart the enemy because we have to get to the point where we become familiar with the evil schemes. Man, I, I got to tell you, I've been in situations, church, where I have allowed myself to think certain things or to fall into certain things, situations, or, you know, I have sunk myself into depression or to worry. And as I'm in there, all of a sudden, I just feel the Holy Spirit activate something. And I'm saying, wait, wait, wait. This looks familiar. Something, this isn't God. This isn't right. This looks familiar from something the enemy tried to do last year in my life in this similar situation. And because of that, it just something wakes up in me and say, you know what? No, 
I've got to pray. I've got to stand up. I've got to shift my focus and I've got to come back and defend myself. So number one, the devil's coming for you. Number two, we are not as strong as you think. Just like I said in the beginning, first Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 says, so if you think you are standing, uh, standing firm, be careful that you do not fall. Studies show that people overestimate their ability to resist temptation. You know, they've done studies with, um, with temptations such as eating um, dessert or a chocolate bar or whatever. And we have restraint bias. We, we think we can resist more than you can. The reality is that we are not as strong as we think. And, and, and I ask myself, why do we overestimate? Because resisting temptation takes tons of energy. And part of our brain that controls our willpower eventually wears out. That's what we have to understand about overestimating our strength. So I want to give you the three keys to fighting temptation. In other words, I'm going to give you three pre-deciding thoughts and decisions today. Can I give that to you today? So I'm going to give them to you and then I'm going to expand on them. Number one is move the line. Number two, magnify the cause. And number three, plan your escape. So move the line. The line. What, 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 what am I talking about? It's this thought, this constant desire to, to know how close can I get to the line without sinning? How many of us have tried to do that? How many of us have been guilty of doing that? A mature follower of Jesus predecides I'm putting a distance between me and temptation. The further that I can put it, the better. We don't try to get as close as, as possible. It is an immature way of thinking to try to get as close to sin as possible. No, we mature believers understand that we actually want to get as far as we, as we can. One might think creating barriers between you and, and sin seems restrictive, uh, but I, I want to encourage someone. It's not really restrictive. It's actually freeing. Because once we draw a line, it allows us to operate in our sphere more wisely. Psalm 16 verse 6 says, The boundary lines you have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. So number one, Move the line. Number two, magnify the cost. When we give into temptation, we have to assess the cost and the risk. And we have to think about what could go wrong. What, what am I going to lose? What is going to happen if I take these decisions? What if the worst case scenario comes true? 
What if someone becomes pregnant and and I lose the trust of a loved one? What and I lose my reputation and I I lose my job. It, it it will cost my marriage. It will compromise my relationship with my kids. Part of overcoming temptation is being able to walk through the doors of these scenarios and realize time and time again that it's not worth it. Whatever is tempting us, whatever is trying to cause us to take in an action that is not God honoring, it's not worth it. Numbers chapter 32 verse 23 says, You will be sinning against the Lord. And you may be sure that your sin will find you out. We got to magnify the cost. That if, that if I betray my vows I, 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 or I compromise my integrity, man, I, I break MJ's trust. I lose the respect of my kids. I lose your trust. People listening to me today, I, I will hurt and crush many people. I, I will lose my ministry. I cannot allow, friend, Five minutes of sin wrecked a lifetime story of serving Jesus. And I and I want to tell you the same. Don't allow five minutes of pleasure or irresponsibility to wreck a lifetime of story of serving Jesus. We have to understand, friend. That when it comes to the enemy attacking us, it's not an if, it's a when. So we got to be ready. So number one, move the line. Number two, magnify the cause. Number three, I'll finish with this. It, plan your escape. I want us to go to the story of Joseph in Genesis. Chapter 39, verse 6 and 7. It says, Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. And she said, come and sleep with me, she demanded. You know, Joseph could have easily given in. He was all alone. No one would find out. You know, she's a good-looking woman. He's young and single. And she made the move. And looking at Joseph's life, I can see how easily we can use our disappointments to justify our actions. Because if we look back at Joseph's life, you know, he's, he's a slave here. After being... In a family and with an inheritance, he he gets sold by his brothers. He gets betrayed and he's now a slave and life is not turning out the way that he pictured it. So I can see how we can use our disappointments to justify our actions. We can say, well, my spouse isn't meeting my needs, so I got to do what I got to do. God let me be in this spot. so I. I'm going to live in it. 
Joseph didn't think that way. Joseph told her, nope, there's no deal. Your husband trusts me. How can I sin before my boss and before God? He resisted. And we think, well, that was it? No. Day after day, she kept insisting. The temptation kept coming. She kept hitting on him day after day. And I'm telling you that it is the same thing with us. That It's not just one time. The devil, the enemy is going to continue to tempt you and continue. He's going to try to wear you down. And one day Potiphar's wife grabbed his coat and he, she said, let's go. Genesis chapter 39, verse 12, it says, but he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. He said, no, not today, Satan. I am running out. Because he had already predecided that if she ever grabs, I am running. I'm not strong enough to resist it. So I'm going to run from it. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it says, And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide what? A way out so that you can endure it. We got to make the decision this year. We got to predecide that when the devil attacks, that we are ready. We have predecided an escape plan. No one plans to mess up, but few plan not to mess up. I need you to hear this one more time. No one plans to mess up, but few plan not to mess up. Be honest about where you are the most vulnerable. How does the devil normally attack you? Predecide. I am putting a distance between myself and that temptation. Because why would I resist a temptation in the future if I have the power to eliminate it today? This year, the devil is going to attack. I, I, I'm here to tell you it's not a prophecy. The devil is going to attack and I want to remind you and be as truthful. I know it can be harsh, but I want to be as honest as possible. You are not as strong as you think. So move the line. Magnify the cost and plan your escape. Because when our values are clear, our decisions are easy. Make the decision today that your decisions won't be based on the emotions in the moment, but on the values God placed on your heart. Can I pray for you today? Man, I feel someone that is listening to this message. You're, you're done. Not so much with life. You're done being stuck in sin being stuck in an addiction that you never meant to have but now you are enslaved to it and you want freedom but you don't know how 
I want to encourage you that there is freedom today in Jesus. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for this message. God, I pray and I thank you for being faithful when we are unfaithful. Thank you for being there when we bail on you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being consistent when we are inconsistent. For when we are weak, you are strong. God, I pray for every person that is listening today that is feeling defeated. They, they've started this year and they've made a decision that this year is going to be different, but they, they're already stuck in old habits and they're wanting to give up. God, may you encourage them today and remind them that in you there is true freedom. So God, I, I, I pray that someone today would make the bold decision to move the line. To, to, to start moving away from sin more and more. Let us not become obsessed with being so close to sin and we then we, we fall into the mistakes again. God, I pray that someone today would begin to magnify the cost, that you would begin to show them what they are throwing away by their actions. And God, I pray that, that today you would give us wisdom to find an exit strategy, an escape plan. That we would predecide that if this happens, I'm running. I'm not staying. I'm going to do whatever it takes because there are people that are counting on me. Loved ones who trust me. And God, I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. That if someone is battling with shame right now, God, I pray that they would see the image of the cross and all shame would be removed. Remind us that we are loved and completely, fully loved and fully known in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And I hope that you enjoyed today's message. I enjoyed preaching it. I believe someone today is finally seeing a brighter future, that they're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and saying, man, there's a way out. I thought I was going to be stuck in this forever, but I believe and know that God is with me. Well, may the Lord bless you and keep you. God bless you. And let's keep creating spaces for God to dwell. Oh,